Welcome back to Weird and Wacky World. This episode is called Fact or Fiction, UFOs Part 2. Okay, so we're going to go through a bunch of stuff today to do with UFOs and evidence and some movies and a lot of the information that's out there. You know, you know, looking at your, looking at your notes, oh, prepared a lot of these notes. It's like a novel. There's so much information. He, he is right into this freaking oh, episode. Well, you know he what? Is. I have to admit, like 90% of what's out there is total bullshit. It, it's just, you got to filter through it. You got to find the common threads and put the puzzle together. But there's certain elements of evidence that you just can't explain. Yeah. And a lot of people have very high positions, very credible people have testimony that supports you know, the stories that are out there. But on the internet, as you know, it's hard to believe anything you see because with the different video special effects and the scammers all over the place, you have to be careful what you believe. So fact or fiction, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, some of the, you know, main movies and documentaries that are out there now that people are watching, one is called Unacknowledged with, you know, Dr. Stephen Greer. I saw that last year. It's been around it's a while. It's been around for 2017, I think, came yeah, out. Yeah, I watched it last year. But it didn't get any real coverage because people don't want to believe that shit. Yeah, it's pretty credible stuff in my opinion. Well, there's a lot of very credible people who give testimony during mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah. still, some people say, oh, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Well, yeah, but even if you do believe it, what, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, I believe. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? About Give me like that. What is that? Movie? What is that movie? They all get on top of that building and the aliens just toast them. Oh, Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, Independence like, Day. What are we gonna do? Gather on top of the building? <laughs> like, you just gotta live your life. Yeah, okay, I believe. But in, until they come down and stand at a podium and give us a speech, <laughs> well, that's the thing. A lot of people won't believe it unless they see it with their own eyes. They're not gonna believe. See anybody. what exactly? An alien. Yeah, but aliens can... I've already said this. I said this in episode one. They're they're probably all around us. Dude, have you been to Florida? (laughs) (laughs) Or or Walmart? (laughs) Walmart's a good one. I rest my case. No, it's true. It's true. Anyway, so uh, Unacknowledged, that's one of them. The other one's called The Phenomenon. Yeah. um, Which we've all watched recently. Yes. And the other one is Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, man. I like that one. Area 51. Yeah, Bob Lazar. Wow. You know what? You know what though. So you, you watched it, Queeks. I was thinking of you because, as I was watching it, there was one reoccurring thing in that movie that just irritated the crap out of me. Which was what? Like the commentator, that old guy with the it sounds like he's been smoking for eighty years. Yeah, that guy. Okay. It's freaking annoying. I couldn't even understand his his voice was so hard to understand. Yeah. Well, that, there were subtitles. That was Mickey Rourke. It was Mickey Rourke? Yeah. It's Mickey Rourke. Are you serious? It's, yeah. Well, that explains it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Poor Mickey. Dude, like, I, I don't mind Mickey Rourke. He's great, but I, I have a hard time understanding what yeah, he was yeah. saying. It was, you know, the documentary was uh, directed and scripted and uh, by Jeremy Corbell, but it was narrated by Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. He gave, like, the color commentary in between the different scenes. But anyway... I was just thinking of Queeks, like, is he annoyed as I am right now? I can't understand this guy. (laughs) One of the the producers of that uh, documentary was George Knapp. And George Knapp is an investigative reporter out of Las Vegas. Uh, And he's been doing research for years, collecting information on this. And he actually actually tried to verify uh, some of Bob Lazar's background. For for eight months. Eight months, he tried to find out. Yeah, now Bob Lazar... 
says he went to Caltech and MIT. No record. No record of the guy. Well, there's one little instance. Well, there's, there's some, the people who they talk to can verify. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Some people actually dropped him off. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And like Bob Lazar says, well, you think they just hired me out of high school? Of course I went to university. How do you think I got my nuclear knowledge? That's right. You know, this guy's brilliant. But they can't, they're trying to erase him. Yeah, he owns a company now, his own company called United N- Nuclear. And he does fantastic stuff. The guy's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So there's no record. In fact, they can't even find his birth certificate. There's no record of his birth. Well, doesn't he have it? Well, I'm sure he has a bit. He had to get you know, people tried to verify. Where do you, you think he it. got his knowledge? Maybe he's an alien. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Deep, deep. I just got chills. Right. <laughs> That's how he's so smart. Dang. But anyway, this Bob Lazar guy. He he sent resumes when he finished university to a bunch of national labs, and he got some interviews, and uh, he ended up working at a place called S Four. Mm-hmm. which is a secret lab mm-hmm. near, guess where? 51. Near Area, Area 51, 51 yeah. Course. Yeah, so he said, well, we'll get into what he says he saw, but he came forward eventually after all the shit that he saw. And one of the reasons he came forward, he says, you know, to actually hide this technology that could make such a difference in humanity is not ethical. We, somebody's got to know. We've got to release this information to help people. And then he started getting threats, and he came forward to the investigative reporters. And the reason he said he came forward to George Knapp, he says, for insurance, just to protect myself. Mm-hmm. So if anything happens to me, you've got this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this to protect myself. I'm not doing it to expose it and you know, cause a problem. I just want to protect myself and make sure that the scientific community has all the information that it should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, uh, that's how he came forward. Initially, uh, that was in 1989, he wow. first came forward. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So let's talk a little about what he says he saw. Yeah. Oh, man. There's such a list. Well, but the other thing is, he worked at Los Alamos Labs, and he talked about you know extensive time at Los, Al- Los Alamos Labs. They did research, and they called Los Alamos. They said, no, he's never worked here. <laughs> and then they did more research, and they found a phone book back from when he was there. Guess what? His name was in the phone book, the, the company phone book. Right. And there was a newspaper article about Bob Lazar covering him as a, a, a jet car enthusiast. He made jet cars. And mm. in that article, it talks about him being an employee of Los Alamos Labs. So there's evidence out there that he's telling the truth uh, about everything that he says. So before we get into the details of what he said he saw, there's there's a recent article that talks about Lazar, it's a recent article, saying that everything that Bob Lazar has said, none of it, nothing has ever been disproven. In fact, some of it has ended up being verified. Mm-hmm. There isn't one thing that he said they've been able to say, no, that's total bullshit. Not one. That's pretty impressive. It is. And he went through lie detector tests. Uh, More than one lie detector test. More I, think he did, I think he had three or four of them. Yeah. 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 He passed them all. Yeah. But you know what? He's not an actor. Right, and no. to watch this series, watch that episode or what do you what documentary, is documentary, documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it does pull you in. This guy, well, he I comes don't know, off he as can't authentic, be right? More sincere than this guy is trying to be. Like, oh my, he comes off as authentic, yes, and credible, yes. But uh, a lot of people just say he's a scammer, which, and he's never tried to make any money off of it. No. So anyway, let's talk about what he said he saw. 
Where do we begin? Um, well, he was originally hired to reverse engineer the propulsion system from an alien aircraft, that's, that's what right. he said. That's right. Which worked on the principle of gravity rather than action-reaction, like we have you know, jet engines and propellers and everything today. Um, it was based on gravity, where these, these elements of this engine would create a distortion in front of it which would pull the aircraft forward like gravity. So it created its own gravity. Mm -hmm. um, and he was hired to be one of the people that reverse engineered it to try to figure out how it worked. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So I suppose it wouldn't be called an aircraft any longer. Craft. It's called a flying saucer. Yes. <laughs> right, but it wouldn't be an aircraft. It's a disc, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, so anyway, he, uh, he was hired to do this, and what they found out was that there was an element in this uh, piece of machinery that he was well, reverse am engineering. Am I correct? Is it 115? Element 115. There you go. Which was required to make this thing work, because element 115 could produce its own gravity and had the ability to bend light, and there's a number of things that it could do. But element 115 is not in our periodic table. No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist on Earth. And... Uh, you need element 115 for this thing yeah. to be reverse engineered. So they were trying to find out how to make element 115, how to make a stable version of it, but they didn't have the proper materials to do it. Well, physically, it would be if, if an element is not of this world, how, how are you supposed to reverse engineer it, right? Well, that was what he said. He's like, you know, without this element 115, you can't make this engine. So uh, it's speculated that he actually took some with him when yeah, he left. The FBI investigated him. Yeah. Then they search his house. Well, during the making of the documentary, this Jeremy Corbell yeah. was interviewing him out in the woods somewhere, like way out in the woods. Mm -hmm. And the next day, the next day, his house gets raided. Yeah. Not his, his, his house and his business yeah. gets raided. And they said that, oh, we're just looking for a document of a document of sale where you may have sold a toxic substance to some uh, company, and we want, we want that document. They were looking for 115. Well, of course they were. They, how many people did they send? They sent like three or four different agencies and about 30 people yeah. looking for one piece of paper? Yeah, I don't think so. So they think he's got the element 115. And this happened the day after he had the interview in the woods with Jeremy Corbell. So they're listening to his... Either he's tapped or his phone. Well, they turn the phones off. They need, it shows them turning yeah, the yeah. phones off. So they had some other way of monitoring him, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's by satellite or whatever. But uh, they're monitoring him all the time. And Wouldn't even, that be creepy, <clears throat> though, for a guy, for knowing that you're being monitored all the time? Yeah. Yeah, that would be creepy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why he's he's gone into seclusion. He doesn't even like to talk about this stuff anymore. He doesn't, again, he's never made one penny off of it, and he's never tried to. Apparently, it took a lot for him to do this show. The, the guy was yeah. bugging him for a while until yeah. he finally said he'd do it. Yeah. Now, I understand that he may have uh, agreed to go on Joe Rogan's podcast. I heard that. Yeah, I haven't heard that. It's, that I don't think it's confirmed. No. Is it? I don't know. No, I don't think. I heard that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, be, Bob Lazar? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was already on it. I don't know. I, I know the guy who, who made the, the movie The Phenomena went on Joe Rogan's show. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, we're, we're promoting your show right now. Uh, like but, he needs it. Yeah, like he needs it, I know. But, yeah, so, uh, and we'll talk about The Phenomena in a minute, but Bob Lazar, uh, you have to watch that. And it's like, you have to watch it with an open mind. And, and he, he said in the documentary, you know, I don't like saying things that I can't, you know, justify myself as being 100% true to me. So if I don't think it's 100% true, I'm not going to tell you. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and just the arguments he gives and his his attitude and his presentation during the documentary. The guy's got a lot of credibility. Well, like that one thing he saw, and he he touched on it, but he couldn't give specifics because, like he said, he didn't have all the information. So when he was walking down that hallway and he looked in one of the rooms, and there's these two guys with lab coats uh, looking down at what appeared to a be small like figure. A, a small person. Yeah. And he said, you know, can I say for sure it was an alien? No. Uh, you know, I can't say for sure. He said it could have been a, a mock-up uh, doll and maybe, you know, trying to retrofit for for, for space because like, they were yeah. trying to build, like, you know, yeah. a mock ship. And then he's asked, and he's asked later in the, and he says, do you really think you signed it? And he says, no, I don't think I did. I don't think yeah. I did. So I, I, can't, I can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he comes clean. Yeah. About this stuff. But uh, the stuff he's able to, to describe and, you know, and it's scary to think how much detail he's given and not one thing that he said has ever been disproven. So what's his motivation? Well, he said his motivation, number one, he said that... Was to the, protect himself initially. Number one, to protect himself. And number two, to get out this technology that could... Solve a lot of the world's problems. Solve a whole bunch right? of the world's problems. Yeah. Because yeah. don't forget, the world is based on on oil right yeah. now. Most of the world's economy is based on oil production. If all of a sudden you didn't need oil, uh, that's going to turn things upside down. Things are upside down right yeah, now. I got news pretty, for you. Yeah, no kidding. No, yeah. but economy wise, in the market, it would be total chaos. Yeah, it would be chaos. Yeah. So, you know, I understand. I mean, you got to do it incrementally, but they're doing it like. Nothing. I mean, did they, I can't remember anything. How many different patents the U.S. government and different governments around the world have uh, have taken over about alternative energy sources? Mm-hmm. They've they bought the patents out, and that's it. You never hear from them again. <laughs> it's, it's thousands. Of how many they've they've uh, requisitioned and then stored? Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Well, I don't know. So, how old is this guy? Bob Lazar? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, since we can't verify his age, we yeah, don't, no, exactly. we don't he does, know. He doesn't exist. He, like, he doesn't exist. It's out of control. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I don't, I don't have how old he is, but uh, he's got to be, he's, right now he's got to be in his 60s, I would yeah. think. Right? Because in 19, 1989, he was about maybe three years out of college. So let's, let's, take, let's say he's 25, 26. Yeah, okay. In 1989, yeah. and that's what, 11, uh, 30, uh, so he's, he's close oh. to 60. Yeah. yeah, late 50s maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's... Uh, what do you say? He says, <clears throat> you would think after 30 years, who would care what I have to say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's becoming even more relevant now, well, because- especially if he has said some things that, you know, people can't disprove. And even, even that, even we were talking about that asteroid... He mentioned that, that's on its way to Earth. Apophis? Yes. Let's talk about that. Apophis? Let's talk about that. That's a little scary. We've all seen the movie Armageddon. Armageddon! But we've seen Armageddon. You know the whole concept there. They send a crew out, a couple of crews, to go destroy this asteroid that's heading for Earth that would essentially create the the next ice age Mm -hmm. if it hit. Well, you know what? How big is this thing that's coming? Four... You it's said four it's footballs wide or pretty freaking big. Let's, I can't remember exactly the four football fields. Well, I thought it's look big. It up. It's big. 
It's big. Yeah. So big enough, if it hit, it would probably wipe out a third of the population. Yeah, it would cause... It would, you'd have a bad day. You'd have a bad day. Well, but, especially if you hit your house. Yes. So, so when is this thing supposed to come close? Well, the next time it's supposed to pass by is April 13th, Friday the 13th. Oh, it's a Friday. Here you go. 2029. And it's supposed to pass close enough that it will take out some satellites. That's how close it's That's just it's outside gonna, the stratosphere. That's just outside the stratosphere. That's scary, man. It may take out some satellites. That's how close. Now, if the orbit is seven or eight years long, how accurate can you be? Like, yeah, anything it, could happen out there in the in the meantime. It gets bumped by another asteroid or something, and yeah. uh, you know, or and, just some dude forgets to carry the two. <laughs> Seriously, it could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the actual calculation by yeah, the scientists. Whoops, somebody's Forgets checking this guy's work. Too. I know. Oh, my bad. Rub yeah. that out. <laughs> Oops, yeah. oh, it's going to hit us. Yes. <laughs> well, it just passed uh, in March. Yeah. And it, I can't remember how far away it was, but it was thousands of miles away. I didn't hear much about that. Well, why would you? Exactly. And then the next time is April 13th, 2029. Yeah. And then after that, it's March of 2036. And they're saying both times, don't worry about it. It's going to miss us. Your cell phones might stop working, but it's going to miss us. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, yeah. But if, you know, it talks about the size, something of that size hitting the earth, uh, it's catastrophic. Millions of people, if not, you know, close mm. to a billion people could but be I wiped mean, out. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, you're talking about cell phones. What about... <laughs> Just well, the satellites that are spying on other countries, and I mean, it could cause panic. You lose yeah. all that communication. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, internet, everything runs on internet. You imagine it, it would be a nightmare. Like you couldn't say, "Hey, Google, turn on the light." <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, lights all came on. You imagine? Yeah. So, that's, now we're talking some. That's some serious shit. <laughs> Google. If I lose my Google Home. Holy God, <laughs> my wife's gonna be pissed. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. Anyway, that's Apophis. Apophis. But didn't Bob, the reason I brought it up, Bob Lazar mentioned this thing. Yeah. Did he not? Yeah, well, NASA's aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, the people who think we're being told 100% of the truth by all the different government agencies and governments around the world, give your head a shake. Yeah. You know, we're not. We can't handle the they truth. Would. You can <laughs> handle the truth. They wouldn't. I was just thinking about that movie. I was just thinking about a few good men. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that weird? You said that, but you know, yeah. They don't want to put a panic in place. Oh, what are you going to do? Cause a panic to what? To what end? Yeah, I know. What are you going to do about it? There's an asteroid coming. What, what, do you, what's, what are you going to do? <laughs> Hide under the bed? <laughs> Remember our next door neighbors when we were growing up when Skylab was coming down? Yeah. They they rushed off to. Uh, well, you said it was Thor. There's a there's a tunnel close by. It's a Thorold tunnel, and they, they were going to drive in there and wait in there until Skylab had crashed, just in case. <laughs> so if it, hit, if it hit where they were, it wouldn't have mattered. They would have been protected by this tunnel. <laughs> Bunch of morons. <laughs> Plus the odds. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? Go stand out in your front yard with a target on your forehead. I mean, whatever. I know. Remember when I wanted to go rob their house and you wouldn't let me? <laughs> we knew they were gone. It would have been perfect. Chow wanted to lo- he wanted to loot. Yeah, you man, to loot, gone. You wanted to loot the neighbor's house. For the love of God, yes, go to the tunnel. Okay, Queeks, let's go. Yeah, there what, was a lot of stuff could, in there we probably what want. What could they have exactly. that you could possibly want? Some, there were some deluxe doilies in there. 
doilies. <laughs> Does everybody know what a doily is? <laughs> Look that up. Yeah, you're showing your age there, dude. <laughs> doily. doily. <laughs> right now, 90% of the people out there are saying, what the fuck is a doily? <laughs> 90% of one guy? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, he's, he's a little Carry con- the two, dude. He's confused. One guy. <laughs> I know. Wow. But, yeah, so uh, Apophis, you know, you know what Apophis means? It means a big-ass asteroid. Yeah. What is it? Oh, it's the god of chaos. Well, Apophis. what did they go and do that for? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's bad. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, why don't they just call it, like, Bunny's Breath? <laughs> you know? Something, something sweet. What's ha- happening? Harmless. No, oh, really, the Bunny's god of breath. death. Who frick named it that? I'm not the god of death, the god of chaos. chaos. See how see how word changes so quickly. <laughs> I know. My mind was better, the god of death, god of chaos. Yeah, well, it's still not good, man. No, no. <laughs> oh, but y- your point is a good one. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Go hide in the subway. No, what do you, I mean, there's an asteroid coming. Well, you know, bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. That's it. You know, just uh, grab a cool one, sit out in the back, and. Hope for the best. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a live podcast. Oh, during during the Apophis, April 13th, 2029? Yeah. You still think we're going to be doing this nine years from now? Or, sorry, eight years from now? You didn't carry the two. They didn't carry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you saying? We're not going to be doing this? Well, I don't know. You, you, I'm, I suspect about you. <laughs> what does that mean? I know what he means. <laughs> All right, let's move on. You guys can't fire me. (laughs) (laughs) Or can you? Uh, No, you'll be back by popular demand. All right. The one guy. One guy. One guy will write a letter. Where's Ja? Where's Ja? I want Ja. I want Ja. I like the sounds of that. All right. So let's talk about the movie, uh, the documentary, The Phenomenon. All right. All right. So Harry Neal. Is it Harry Neal? What's his name? Sorry to hear about Neil. He's hairy. <laughs> There's a joke there somewhere. <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking uh, while, up? While he's looking up Harry's Neil. Harry's Neil. <laughs> Neil's Harry. Neil's Harry. <laughs> you know what was intri- You know what I liked about that uh, show, Queeks, is that what's that? The older. That, there's some older, older footage. Yeah. Like really old, like a yeah. guy with his Polaroid. In the 50s. Like you, you can't Photoshop no. that shit. No, there's like the farmer and his wife. Yeah. The farmer and his wife. Yeah, yeah but from, they, yeah. They, the original Polaroid. Yeah. You, you can't doctor that. The, the technology didn't exist. That's right. To doctor the photo. Yeah. I so know. So that's the kind of stuff that intrigues me as opposed you know. to some guy on the internet. You know, you, you never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's a senator. Senator Neal. I think his first name was Harry. I mean, he... He was able to get funding from some of his buddies in, in Congress to fund uh, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. AATIP. That's right, ATIP. So he was, he got to the point where he said, look it, even, stuff is even going to even being held from the president. The president doesn't even know yeah. because, as he quoted, he's a temporary employee of the government. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's it's true. true. Yeah. yeah. Temporary employee. So you don't have a need to know. Um, in fact, George Bush Sr., who was the head of the CIA at the time, got a request from, I think it was Eisenhower at the time, for information. And he said, uh, Mr. President, with all due respect, you don't have the need to know. Mm-hmm. So 
even hmm. the CIA and the different agencies were hiding information, even from the president. Even Obama and Clinton have admitted they asked, but they didn't find much out because mm-hmm. they're temporary employees. Hmm. So anyway, Senator Neal puts this program together to do some investigation and hires this guy called Luis Alessandro to head it up to do research and find out all this stuff, and a bunch of information comes forward. Now, nothing, you know, concrete, but they find, look, there's a lot of things that aren't being shared. There's a lot of high-level secret information that regular oversight committees and different groups do not have access to and are totally ignorant about, which is scary in itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and... uh, Anyway, so this Luis Alessandro left uh, ATIP after a certain amount of time and then helped out with this uh, documentary and gave a a lot of insight, more or less saying, you know what, Uh, we can't prove or disprove, uh, but there's something going on and we do not have all the information. Cool. So. We well, got to give credit to Harry Bush. I mean Harry Neal. Harry I got Neal. sorry, I got him and George mixed up. <laughs> Harry Bush. <laughs> sorry, can you imagine having that uh, as a name, Harry Bush. <laughs> George Bush and Harry Neal. Sorry, I got that wrong. Okay. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, I wonder yeah, how big uh, this uh, underground government is. Or like how many? Well, they talk about uh, there's a documentary on Curiosity Stream called Secret Societies. It talks about that, about how how they formed and how they have control and how there's a consistent membership there, right? Unlike most governments, which are temporary and different leaders all the time, and it switches back and forth. So how do you know, sorry to interrupt you, but how do you know that the secret societies show is credible? It's not part of the 90% and it is part of the 10% that is credible. Well, you you don't. That's what I'm saying. You have to filter yourself. You have to look at as much information as possible. Try to filter out the bullshit and figure out who's credible, who's not, because mm-hmm. uh, it's really based on evidence and credible people coming forward, making statements. So, yeah. uh, and some people have done it to the detriment of their career, their, yeah. their quality of life. I mean, some people have just been devastated by coming forward, yeah. which that alone, you know, gives some credibility what they're saying. And you know what? I'm sorry. The greater public, they, they need more proof. Most people, unless they can experience it for themselves, yeah, we said that last they won't ep- truly believe. Yeah. We said that last episode. Yeah. You know, it, it has to happen to you before you actually believe. And then sometimes the more, more higher up the person is, you expect it to be more credible. And you, sometimes it turns out to be even more corrupt the higher up they are. I love that old joke about, you know, uh, the guy's sitting watching his TV and an uh, emergency bulletin comes on. Flash flood warnings. Uh, you know, uh, leave now and find shelter. And the guy thinks to himself, ah, no, God will protect me. I'm mm-hmm. fine. So all of a sudden the water starts to rise, starts to rise. The guy says, I, I need to get on the roof of my house. So he gets on the roof of his house and uh, a guy comes by in a rowboat and says, hey, come on, get in the boat. I mean, well, I'll take you to safety. No, no, God will protect me. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. The water gets higher and higher and higher. Gets right up to the peak and he's sitting on the chimney. Helicopter comes by. Dude, get in the helicopter. Come on. We'll take you to safety. He says, no, it's okay. God will protect me. Don't worry about it. It's all good. So the water keeps going up. Goes over top the chimney. The guy drowns. 
goes to heaven, sitting in front of God. He says, God, what happened? You're supposed to protect me. He says, I sent you a news bulletin. I sent you a boat. And I sent you a helicopter. You're supposed to take one of them, you dumbass. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So, so that's the, that's the thing, pretty right? Good. How much evidence, how much time, and how many people have to say things before people are going to pay attention? You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, the media yeah. won't cover it. Now, they're just starting to pay attention now. Well, weren't they supposed to release something in June? Yeah, or? but, you know, the more I do research on that, they're I just going to do some basic shit. And they they're are. not going to say much. No. Because it was mandated by Congress that they had to release some of this stuff in a certain amount of days. And they're going to only release what they have to release. They're not going to make any big revelation. No. 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 When we talk about some of the older, th- timeline-wise, that was in the phenomenon, they, they, they yeah. talked about, I mean, the Roswell crash, remember? Uh, that, that was probably one of the earliest documented uh, events, right? Yeah, absolutely. Was the saucer crash in, in Roswell, New Mexico, right? Yep, and that was, uh, when was that? 1947. 1947. Now, yeah, that was one of the first ones. I mean, the whole thing that talks about all the stuff that happened after that, but they get right into the Roswell thing at the end because it's one of the elements that they said, look, pick one. Let's put an end to this bullshit. Pick mm-hmm. one thing to investigate, and let's either say it's fact or fiction. Yeah. And the guy who was identified to do the research picked Roswell. Yeah. And Interesting, eh? Yeah, picked Roswell, and they did a bunch of research on it, and still, it's inconclusive. I mean, again, they're not being given all the information. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think the one, you were just mentioning it, mm-hmm. it was the, uh, the farmers, Paul and Evelyn Trent, yeah, it was 1950. Uh, 1950. They, they took a photo. I mean, remember, this is 1950 people, yeah. right? Yeah. And it wasn't taken in to get developed. I think it was one of those Polaroids, It right? wasn't a Polaroid. It wasn't? The Polaroids didn't exist then. No, that's Polaroid right. camera. That's no. an instant camera. Uh, no, it was a film camera. Yeah. 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 Black like, and white. Yeah. Just one of those little square, oh. like, you know, it, yeah. Anyway, uh how do you, you can't Photoshop something like that. And of all the investigations they did in Blue Book, ones they said, we can explain these, we can't explain these, that was one of the ones they said they couldn't explain. And they never, and the, the, the people never made any money off that photo. Not a penny. Not a penny. So, never tried to. Right. In fact, they interviewed Evelyn when she was older, and she, she described, like, you know, how the thing was hovering, and then Zoom just took touches. I've never seen anything move yeah. that fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, so, I mean, it's, again, people who don't try to do it for profit and are legitimately scared, and you can tell the way they're acting. But, uh, yeah, even... Well, typically the ones that are interested in someone like that bringing out information are the ones that want to cover it up. Like, again, okay, you saw a flying saucer. What do we do with that? Well, that's one of the theories that they talk about. How, How do you hide something? You hide it in plain sight. Well, for sure. And you, you blow it off as something else. And you create right? misinformation and misdirection yeah, by exactly. crazy people. Let's have this person report they saw a UFO and think, oh, what a crazy asshole that is. Exactly. You know, and they, they try to create a whole bunch of stories that people obviously are going to think are done by crackpots. And they flood the market with those. Yeah. But again, you've got to filter through <laughs> what's bullshit and what's not. All you have to do is go to a Walmart parking lot and throw up a Frisbee really high. Walmart parking lot. <laughs> hey, look! <laughs> snap, 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 snap. There you go. Yeah, I know. 
So the other thing that I found fascinating. Do that. You're gonna try that, Jeff. We should just for the hell of it. Just heave a frisbee over a parking lot and see what happens. (laughs) Hey, look at that! They make everybody look. (laughs) That's great. Great idea. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Oh, sorry. See, we're one of those. See, then we would be one of those guys that creates crap on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys are disappointing. Me. Well, we would just do it for for the for the no, show. No, no, I'd want to make money off it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the difference. I'd want to make money. Uh, one of the things I found fascinating, though, is that the majority of UFO sightings, where they actually have, you know, eyewitness testimony and raised alarms, are through nuclear missile and storage sites. Yeah, all around the world. Uh, one of the biggest ones that is recorded is the Malmstrom uh, nuclear base. Uh, where this alien spacecraft shows up, shines a red light all over the base, it comes back the next day, and 10 missiles go offline all at once. Like, they said, that is unheard of. That just doesn't happen. Well, even one is mind-blowing enough, just that happening to one. There's so many fail-safes, but 10 of them. Yeah. And And uh, they're saying, that's pretty much a bad idea, people. Yeah. (laughs) And after the Cold War ended, uh, Russia and the Ukraine started to share some of the information they had on UFOs with the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. And there was an incident in the Ukraine at one of their nuclear bases yeah, I remember that. where they had, I think it was at least half a dozen missiles go online, become active, ready to launch. And they had to, this is after they sighted UFOs in the area. Yeah. And again, the same scanning that took place. And they had to manually shut down each of them because they were in launch mode. How scary is that? Dang. That is scary. Yeah, I know. There's, I mean, it's, it's happened all over the place, even in, uh, in the UK. The US has one of their largest missile depots, nuclear missile depots in, uh, in the UK. And an event happened there too. Yeah. You know, where the uh, UFOs returning and scanning and messing with the systems. And it just has happened too many times, too many people, with too many credible people coming forward saying, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And nobody's listening. Mm-hmm. Nobody's listening because no, they don't want to believe it. No, but I, you know what? I think people are listening. Again, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do with the information? Nah, most people don't believe it. Most people think it's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Like, they do. How, they're, how, not, they're not listening. Yeah. How... Do you have to be to to believe you're the only one in the center of the universe? Give me a break. Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> come on, anybody with a reasonable amount of intelligence would <laughs> at least entertain Bing. the the possibility. There's the problem. You just nailed it on the head. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The average person doesn't do any reading, any research, and just waits to be told what to do. Yeah, I know. That's true. Uh, that's true. But anyway, I mean, this the the documentary is fascinating. I mean, whether you believe it or not, it's still food for thought. Yeah. Uh, there's one section in the documentary they called contact, and they talk about three different times contact happened. Uh, one was in I think it's 1959 in uh, New Guinea, where this craft comes down, and there's this is you know. Uh, I think it was a minister who was doing uh, some missionary work with people there. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in the field, and he said, there's a bunch of people around. And we watched this UFO come down. And then people watched as different humanoid forms came out on the top of it. And they looked like they were wearing black scuba suits. 
mm-hmm. which is a common theme. Almost everybody who says they've seen them says the same thing. They're really? Sk- skin-tight black suits, yeah. So Also larger eyes than ours. And larger eyes, yeah. So that's one, 1959. Uh, and then 1966, this happened at Westall School where... Oh, Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Where they, a whole bunch of students saw this uh, craft hovering above uh, power lines, you know, the towers. Yeah. Um, and they were, in, again, interviewed later, and all of them had the same story. Purple lights, they could hear the hum. Yeah. Uh, felt, they felt the heat, they said. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And they interviewed him 50 years later. We said this last episode, I think. Well, this is the one. No, that was a different one. The other one that we, the third one is the one that happened. Uh, it landed. In, in, in Zimbabwe. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the one where they interviewed them all later, and they all still stuck to their story. This one says, I mean, you know, the kids went right up to the alien within three feet of the alien. They all described the big black eyes, and they showed them interviewing the kids right after it, mm-hmm. uh, psychologists. Or separately. S- separately. Yeah, a psychiatrist actually was interviewing them later. And the kids, they're sincere, and they were scared. And they all said the same thing. They all said the same, same thing. Way. All yeah. the pictures were the same. <laughs> and But anyway, it's uh, there's just too much evidence out there. I mean, and we're only seeing evidence that we're allowed to see. How much evidence has been suppressed? Um, well, we, you don't know. We could be in contact with aliens, the underground government could be in contact with them now. Well, that's what these people are saying. Yeah. That we have been for decades. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, we could go through this list of sightings, but there's way too many to even mention. Oh, no, there's tons. There, there's tons of them. You yeah. know, multiple people, you know, seeing the same thing. Not like one crackpot. I mean, no. there's a bunch of people seeing the same thing. Now, but there's evidence, you... there's evidence everywhere. I mean, if you watch the show Ancient Aliens, there's a lot of people try to debunk all this stuff. But there's, I'm sorry, it's just there's too much evidence to say with some kind of reasonable explanation using what we know about today's physics and history. Sorry, that could not have happened. I just saw one about uh, they were doing some mining in uh, Russia. Uh, at the Ural, Ural Mountains and along the rivers in, uh, in Russia, a very secluded area. And they found these little tiny artifacts made out of copper and tungsten. And there's like a little, little rod wrapped with a coil around it. Here's the thing, though. Each one was one ten thousandth of an inch in size. Really? So, and they're dated to be 300,000 years old. <laughs> so where did they come from? Exactly. I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have the technology to make that. It's so small. Yeah. And 300,000 years ago? Where the hell, how big was it? Or how yeah. small how was it? How did they even find it? One yeah. ten thousandths of an inch. Well, I guess they were doing, the, they were doing the, some kind of micro mining or something to find stuff, and they found these, you know, different metals were showing up in this and they did dug deeper and deeper and then did more microscopic analysis and found these things. And they've got pictures of them. But guess what? The guy who was researching them has died. Oh. And <laughs> I wonder the, how. And all the physical evidence is gone. Is gone. They can't find it. Yeah. All right. I I have nothing more to do with this podcast. I am signing off. That's it. It's Queeks. Queeks knows everything. (laughs) Here's his address.
Yeah. Yikes. I guess most recently, there's a guy called Christopher Mellon who did a, an interview on CTV, which is a Canadian news network. But he's done a number of different interviews, and he's in the, the Phenomenon uh, documentary as well. Now, this guy was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for the Intelligence Agency, the U.S. Defense Department. And he's quoted as saying, we need to prepare to accept that we are not alone. And he's the one that provided the, uh, the Navy Air, um, Air Force's video of those recent UFO sightings that yeah. were just released on yeah, yeah, yeah. media. He's the one that provided those. Interesting. Is he still alive? Is he with us? He's still alive. <laughs> he's still around. <laughs> we should have got him on the podcast. Well, I'm sure he'd do it. Watch the movie Alien Nation. There you go. 1988, James Caan, Mandy Patinkin. You ever seen that? No. That's where aliens, uh, yeah, they, they coexist with humans on Earth. Well, they say, and that's one of the comments made. Like, you see, look, if they were really out to do something with us or against us, they yeah. could have done it a long time ago. Yeah. I want them to take care of that asteroid. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, take care of Apophis, will you? If you're listening, Mr. Alien. No kidding. Yeah, we don't want it to come that close. It's a little too close for comfort. Thank you very much. No kidding. But anyway, I mean, we could talk for hours on this stuff, but there's uh, there's tons of stuff. So what, those are the three documentaries you should watch. Yeah. Unacknowledged, The Phenomenon, and Bob Lazar, Area 51. Those yeah. three. And then you don't have to believe everything, but might find some little bits in there. You start to think, hmm. How many more shows are we going to do on this? Well, there's lots. I mean, it depends what the announcement says and what the media does over the next little while, how, how hot this becomes. We could keep this going. Yeah, I don't know if the next one should be another UFO one until we find out what's going to happen, or do we'll just come back to it. Yeah, maybe. We'll talk about that after. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we promised our listener that we would do a weigh-in. Oh, that's right. We didn't do the weigh-in. No, we did the way. We did no, the but we didn't talk about. We didn't the talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, so we're each going to talk about what we weighed two weeks ago and what we weigh now. And the the right Queeks was two fifty two. You know what? You're a bastard. <laughs> and if everybody remembers, uh, Cha was two pounds lighter, so he was two fifty. You fat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so this, yeah, this is a challenge, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so so I was two thirty two. Yeah, I weighed the most. You were yeah. two thirty two, yeah. and you weighed two thirty. Yeah. So anyway, so we did the weigh in. Holy yeah. Fuck. I lost two pounds. I'm at two thirty now. All right, Joe, what were you? Uh, I was at two thirty, and I'm two twenty seven point five. That's what it said. It didn't. It, it did so. It said, "Get off the scale, you fat fuck." <laughs> Oh, that's mean. <laughs> that's what it said. Really. It said 227. No, 227. Two, yeah, 227.5. Okay, really? and I was 229.5. No, you weren't. You yes, were 230. I no, I don't think so. No, you're both fat. I was 177, then I was 175. All right. Silence. Silence. Oh, all right. Awkward silence. silence. You know what? Does this scale work? Like, we're all just two pounds less? I don't know. We'll to, you know, like, have you done anything to lose two pounds? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've been active. <laughs> I've been active. <laughs> my, my son has a has a weight scale that does body mass index and all that stuff. So maybe we should use his because it goes in point one increments. This one only goes in point five, as long as it's calibrated. Well, yeah. well, let's, well, let's we, give this scale one more try. Right. So uh, the idea is that as long as we just are lighter, the next episode. That's, that's it. right. Okay. So we all won. We all won at least. We all down two pounds. Yeah. Or, or Chaz, 2.5. <laughs> See, I'm thinking ahead.
Because last last week I had my wallet, my cell phone, and my shoes on. <laughs> this week I took out my phone only, which is about a pound or so, a couple of pounds. So you actually weigh more this time. No, without then, all that. And then stuff. next week you're going to remove my wallet also. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, but I'm bound to run out of accoutrements. Well, yeah, what is the thing? I don't want you standing nude in the <laughs> studio here. I'm out. I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I won't even That's show good. up. I win. That's good. All right. Is that all we got? Well, it's, I think that's all I can handle right now. I'm, my mind is spinning here. Well, there's, you know, and we'll do some more. We'll do a follow-up on this, but you're right. There's a lot of stuff out there. And we'll, we'll do some links in our show notes. So yep. look at the show notes, go yep. to our website, and uh, click through to Buzzsprout, and you'll see our show notes. There'll be some links there to some of the stuff we've talked about. I don't know. I still think about that one. You sent me the link of uh, the, the, the opening scene of Twilight, or Twilight. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. The movie. Yeah, with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, and who's the other dude? Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. Yeah. Now, you sent me that link, because I think we talked about we it. We did. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I put that link in one of the previous show notes. Oh, did okay. you? There was yeah. no sound. What are you talking the about? The link you sent me, there was no sound. Oh, the sound is the whole yeah. thing. It, it is, is the whole thing. Sound. You want yeah. to see something really scary? But that's why, yeah. whenever I think about, like, aliens being on Earth, I always think of that opening scene in the Twilight Zone, where yeah. he's known this guy forever, his whole life, we're buddies. And then he wants him to pull over. Want to see something scary? And All right. boom, he's an alien. All right, and scare he, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kills him. Yeah, he does kill him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nasty. Yeah. So with that, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. All right. Without tweaks and chop, the, the Jabber, Jabber guys. guys. Remember to go to our website, jabberguys.com. Subscribe to our podcast, Inside Rock and Weird and Wacky World. 